hello and welcome to Chapel Chats. This is Erica Irish, student producer and host for today's episode. We're going to spend our time together this week following up on an important conversation that's touched our community and the nation. Last week, Indianapolis experienced a mass shooting at a local FedEx distribution center just about 30 minutes north from Franklin College. Eight lives were ripped away in an instant, and the loss is resonating throughout the state and the country. Before we go any further in this conversation, please join me in honoring the names of the eight lost. Matt Alexander, Amarjeet Joe Hall, Jasvinder Kaur, Jasvinder Singh, Amarjeet Sekon, Carly Smith, John Weisert, Samaria Blackwell. This is a tragedy for the many people affected, and we at the Chapel Chats podcast want to express our solidarity with those left behind. Senseless death and violence should be prevented. Our neighbors deserve to go to work in peace, to go to the grocery store without keeping track of the emergency exits, to go to school without wondering if it's the last time. Chaplain Hannah explored in our last community check-in how we can come together after tragedies She also opened up about the pain and sadness that's weighing on her heart. It's also weighing on mine. So, we've decided to do what we do best at Chapel Chats, and that's talking about what's happened. Not just to make better sense of the events, but so we can keep track of our emotions and find the best way to take action, the best way to enact change. If you've been following the aftermath of the FedEx shooting like us, you know that one particular group is facing added trauma. Half of those killed, and many of the FedEx employees in general, are members of the local Sikh community, a vibrant faith group that's right here in central Indiana. But if you grew up in a mostly Christian community like mine, you may have gone years without knowing about the Sikhs, let alone understanding them, their beliefs, and the struggles they face. That is the goal of today's check-in, to spend a few minutes together identifying this amazing community and standing in solidarity with them. I invite you to join me in this reflection together, but be sure to make the proper space for yourself. We want to explore these ideas with open eyes. To serve our communities well, we must also serve ourselves, find the energy and time needed to engage with new topics. I hope you'll open your heart and mind to asking new questions and forging new connections and perspectives where you live. Wherever you are on life's journey, you are welcome in our Chapel Chats. The National 
annual sick coalition reports between 8 and 10,000 sick Americans live in Indiana today. And that number has grown significantly over the last two decades. That's a lot of our neighbors. Additionally, there are eight Gurdwaras, Sikh houses of worship, throughout Indiana, including one in nearby Greenwood. So, chances are high you may have encountered a sick person before and may not have known it. To fully understand the religion, I'm going to spend this reflection speaking about two crucial parts. First, we'll discuss what Sikhs believe, and then we'll talk about how Sikh people exist in America today, including the good and evil they've faced over time. To begin, we need to gain a better understanding of the Sikh religion itself. A big problem identified by many of the articles I read while preparing for this episode is that many Americans simply misunderstand Sikhs, or worse, act like they don't exist, despite there being some 30 million Sikhs worldwide, and that Sikhism is the fifth largest religion globally. According to an article by the news website The Conversation, whose author practices Sikhism himself, the Sikh tradition began in the Punjab region of South Asia, currently around North India and Pakistan. This is where their religion's founder, Guru Nanak, was born in 1469. In his life, Guru Nanak abhorred the social inequities he saw around him, including his society's embrace of the caste system. So he started his own belief, one that believed a single divine force created the world. Guru Nanak suggested the divine force, God, resides in his creation, the world, and is fully present in it. From this premise, Guru Nanak argued all people are therefore divine and deserve to be treated with comparable respect. This underlying belief, formed centuries ago, created a lasting legacy that affects Sikh practices today. The Sikh community, for example, views any category that leads to inequity, including gender, race, religion, and caste, as something to be rejected. Sikhs work to address inequity through a prayerful kind of service they call a siva, which one article I read while researching the community aptly described, I think, as justice inspired by love. In English, the Sikh community has translated siva into selfless service. It's what underlies Sikh communities around the world when they help refugees, feed the hungry, and so much more. On an individual level, Sikh people adhere to several important practices as they live their lives. At the core of the Sikh identity is being what they call a saint soldier, one who, according to one article on the subject, cultivates the spiritual self while also serving the communities around them. Both Sikh men and Sikh women aspire to become a saint soldier, and they embrace this ideal by wearing five important articles of the Sikh faith. These five articles, sometimes called the five Ks, include Kesh, keeping long, uncut hair, wearing a steel bracelet called Kara, carrying a Kanga, or wooden comb, bearing a Kirpan, or small sword, and wearing soldier shorts called Keshera. Also important to Sikh people is the turban. In the time when Sikhism was founded, Turbans tended to be a status symbol of the ruling class and kings, 
Six, reclaim the turbid as a reminder of the equality and worth of all human beings. Now, looking to the Sikh community itself, we must start with an important fact. As mentioned, many Sikhs wear turbans as part of expressing their identity and have been wrongfully caught up in anti-Islamic hatred. In fact, hate crimes against Sikhs rose dramatically after the 9-11 terrorist attacks. One shooting in 2012 specifically targeted worshippers at a Sikh Gurdwara in Wisconsin, killing six people. But Sikhs have faced violence and alienation since before 9-11 too. Historians estimate Sikhs first arrived in the United States in the 1890s, as the original believers migrated away from the Punjab region. As early as 1907, historians documented a race riot in which men attacked Sikh laborers in Bellingham, Washington, forcing the Sikh believers to leave town. Later, during the Iran hostage crisis in 1979, Sikhs again faced prejudice and racial slurs as tensions rose between Americans and leaders in Iran. Sikhs have faced persecution across generations, and that deserves attention. What can we do to help? More than anything, according to the National Sikh Coalition, our Sikh neighbors need visibility. Acceptance begins with recognition. So, put yourself out there. If you lead an organization, find ways to encourage Sikh awareness and appreciation. Connect with local Sikh people. Recognize each other. And we can begin to build lasting solidarity and belonging. explored a lot in this community check-in, but I hope one message resonates with you most, dear community. The need to learn about others, no matter our own beliefs and identities, is crucial. To illustrate why, I want to leave you with some beautiful words from Sikh activist and author Valerie Kaur that were shared at a recent national vigil held for the Sikh community. No one person no one community can bear this much trauma alone. In being together, Core says, we commit to one another to deepen the ties that bind us, to embody our love and solidarity. The need to understand our neighbors persists and is a core practice that ensures our society thrives with love and empathy. Our sick neighbors are hurting and need that love now. Knowing what you do now about the Sikh community, I hope you'll take the next step and work to meet your Sikh neighbors and stand in solidarity with them during this painful time. If you want to learn how to help, get in touch with the local Gurdwara or the local Sikh coalition to see what you can do. Research. Meet people. Serve. And if you have the resources, consider giving to the several fundraisers now supporting the families of the victims, which I have linked in the description. Thank you for listening. This episode was produced by Erica Irish. The music is High Ride by Blue Dot Sessions. 
podcast artwork is by Riley Jones. We'll see you next time.